Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. up everybody welcome to comic book club i'm alex i'm justin i'm pete and we're coming to you live from the internet as usual as we do every week in two places we're coming to you from crowdcast also over on youtube the tube hello the youtube uh, or maybe you're listening to this on the audio podcast maybe you're listening to it later that's okay too we love you all very yes. very much no hierarchy everyone is on this <laughs> a level playing field yeah. Now we have some amazing guests for you on the show that we're going to get to in a moment. But first, it's time for everybody's feature, favorite feature of the month. Um, oh. It actually is one of my favorite features of the month because we get to shout out our lovely oh, Patreon okay. supporters. Oh yes, that's right. Uh, oh, okay. Yes. Oh, you guys remember this was happening? That's good. Yes, of course uh, I did. I had these names <laughs> memorized. Uh-huh. Oh, great. So there should be no problem. This is always very smooth, very easy. Uh, there are a bunch of people that support us on Patreon, which is awesome, and we really appreciate Thank them. You. So uh, we're going to give a shout out to all of their names. If you come in in the middle of this list, as I've noticed a lot of people do, they kind of you know come to the show a minute or two late, and they're like, what's going on? Uh, we're reading off names of people who support us on Patreon. Kicking it off with Aaron C. Hollis. Adam Marks. Adriel Moreland. Elena Fontenot. Amy Gonzalez, Andrew Tillman, Benjamin Brown, Carly Welsh, Krister Lizzie, Clemens Luer, Cordy Bordy Doodle, <laughs> Curtis, <laughs> Curtis LaRock, uh, Demand Ryan, Dan Snow, Daniel Fuentes, Daniel Warden, Danny Hack, Danny Alley, Dennis Scott, Dylan LJ, Eduardo Martinez, Aaron Dorian, Jeffrey Risher, Gerard de Villiers, James Connolly. James Kurtz, Jason Donahue, Jolene, John George, Jonathan Jong, Joshua Gibson, Catherine Anderson, Joshua W. Broxton. You skipped one, Pete, but I came right back and fixed it right up. Well, way go. to be smooth about it. Eric Let's keep yeah, talking no, about oh, it. Nobody, I don't think I don't think anybody noticed, guys. Casey Newhaven, Kevin Grimes, Kevin Kleinrock, Kieran Broderick, Cody Thomas, Lee Brown, Luana Thomas. Lucas Sink, Mark Zeller, Mask Up, Motherfucker, Mouth and Nose. Nice. <laughs> Megan Thigpen, Mike Dargenio, Mitchell McDonald, Nick Grayson, Official CBC Chef, Brett Macris. It's wow. your damn right. That's true. Omnia Soul Art, Oren Dix, Pedro A. Wrangle, Perry Taliaferro, Pete's Punisher Slippers, Primetime, Polly G, Rev Mikey. Sarah Schoenemuller. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah Schaefer. Scott Carpenter. Scott England. Jamila Rush. The 12 Bench. Victor Perez. Will Buchanan. And Zika's Viral Comics. Thank you all for supporting us this month. And uh, for those of you who don't support us, thank you uh, for sticking through that perfect rendition of everybody's names. We really appreciate it. It is a rendition because it's our sort of <laughs> licensed version, like a cover mm-hmm. is what we do. We're covering your lives. 
Yes, exactly. Now, as mentioned, we do have a bunch of great guests in the show. Uh, I'm going to try to uh, welcome two of them. That's right. Two at the same time into the stream here right now. Uh, They are Scott Zakarian and James Gavsey. They both work on the new Rideshare podcast, which is a very cool project. I'm very excited to talk to them about it. Uh, Hello, Scott. How are you? You're in the stream here. And there is James. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. How are you guys? Awesome. Thanks for joining us on the show tonight. This is a, a lot of dudes in a bunch of squares is what's going on here. Bunch of squares. Who are the squares? We'll find out in this interview. I'll volunteer. I'm not going to uh, say anything. So uh, I want to I want to kind of like set the ground uh, with the project first because I think it's not just an interesting podcast, but it's also had an interesting start. The way that I've understood it, uh, it almost seems like. Uh, there's more going on, but like it's Black Mirror basically kind of in podcast form, focusing on apps. And correct me if I'm wrong about this part, but it started off being a bunch of different episodes, but then Rideshare was the most popular one and got spun out into its own larger podcast. Am I kind of in the right area with this thing? No. Oh. I just want to say no, well, James okay. is going like right. this. I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, you got some of it right. Yeah, that's all we Great. No further yeah. questions. Thanks so much for coming. No, on the show. So well, thanks for having us on. Appreciate yes. that. The, the first season, yes, was an anthology season, but it's a shared universe. So you see a lot of crossover between the characters. And Rideshare was one of our favorites. It was one of the, the audience's favorites, but really it came down to uh, what kind of story uh, has all the elements we want, plus has the uh, sexiest uh, uh, male star voice-wise that there's ever been in Eric Martzoff. Mm. So like, okay, well, that works. So uh, <laughs> here we are. Uh, well, we're, uh, let's focus in on rideshare in particular. Um, obviously, there are a lot of things that are pretty scary about, like, your Ubers, your Lyfts, and everything. So I can kind of see where you're going or where the inspiration came from. But was there a specific experience, something that went wrong that you're pulling on at first? Or was it just generally the idea? No, I never get that. Uh, I get that question a lot. I think it would have, I have kids. Um, and I realized that there's a very different thing for my son to take a rideshare than my daughter. So you get into a stranger's car and so forth. It just sort of occurred to me. And then I, I started to ask rideshare drivers about their stories and thought this is a fertile ground. Although I do feel guilty sometimes that we um, there's a, a thriving business that a lot of people depend on and we're turning into this uh, demon's trap. But, well, to be fair, though, I mean, hitchhiking when I was a kid was the thing my parents were like, never exactly. never in a stranger's car. And now it's like. God, I wish I could get in a stranger's car. I want to go home. The, by the <laughs> bar is closing. Yeah, by the way, just to let you guys know, I don't believe Scott Zachran's uh, answer whatsoever. I've asked him that same question. What's the inspiration <laughs> of this? I do believe there's a really cool story somewhere involving Scott, something illicit happening. He won't say yeah. it. He's sticking to the story. That's where we're at. Okay. Uh, oh, we're going oh, to get it out of you tonight. About. I know what you're talking about. Oh, did? Oh, yeah, guys, are you allowed to curse on this? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I know what you're talking about. You're full of shit. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> Check his star rating. <laughs> exactly. uh, I've been now, watching your videos, guys, by the way. Oh, pretty, oh pretty great idea. <laughs> and I like it. You're in New York City, right? Yes, yes we are. What part? Uh, we're, well, I'm in Brooklyn. Uh, Justin's in Brooklyn. Pete used to be in Brooklyn. Then he right. left us for Philly, which is very rude. But we still sleep in triple bunk beds every night. Just like <laughs> yeah, everybody. Yeah, no. That's nice. 
We all do that. <laughs> That's nice. We all do I like that. I Classic podcast. Where are you guys based right now? One of you, at least one of you, is in Brooklyn, right? Uh, no, uh, oh, okay. Scott, I don't know any yeah. details. No, that's okay. Scott's originally from Brooklyn, I believe. Right? Uh, yeah, right. No, Long Island. Long Island. I don't know many things about Scott. Yeah. I'm in LA. That's important. Yeah, uh, you can tell by the lovely light that's falling on you. Yeah, yeah, a lot of bright light. Beautiful. It's sunny here. It is sunny here. Yeah, we surfboard. If you just tilt the camera to the left a little exactly. bit, exactly. It's a beach. There's a margarita machine. <laughs> I see it. <laughs> Uh, now, as you can probably tell, our podcast is very well scripted. We spend a lot of time planning <laughs> out all of the lines. I got my script. Here yes. It is. I got my script. Yeah, Excellent. Good. Uh, but uh, seriously, you have a pretty heavily uh, scripted podcast. Uh, it is playing out like a radio show. This almost feels like a dumb question at this point, given that there are fiction podcasts as a genre in and of itself, but what goes into it? What is like the basics of when you're putting together a podcast like this? Okay. So starting from the podcast standpoint. Yeah. Uh, sure. we, okay. So starting from the, uh, it's how do you tell a story that people can't see? So how do you do something as opposed to in movies? We always say, you know, show it, don't say it. So here we got to say it, don't show it. If you can't show it and make it sound natural and you also have to know, you know, where people are sitting in a room. You have to know what the location is, who's in the room. So you have to come up with a lot of things that transition you from one scene to another with sound effects or voila, things like that. I love doing it. Uh, actually, it creates a movie in the mind. And it's, it's really fast. I mean, how can I make a $200 million Avengers movie? It's like that sounds as good and looks as good. Don't, don't put a bunch of uh, actors onto a green screen and see <laughs> know behind the scenes here we are behind the scenes on a green screen is there a point that you ever ran into a problem with the storytelling given that it is audio only versus you have that not having that visual element right so on the podcast of course you know and i see i am tortured by holes that we have you know like you always have to use the person's name Mm. right you got to constantly remind you of the name so we sort of made it part of the you know person's name are part of the vernacular, right? Uh, I understand so, what you're saying, Scott Sarkarian. Yes, uh, uh, comic book club. Uh, <laughs> you don't have your real name on there, man. He's, no, I don't. He's in witness protection. I got yeah. Pete and Jay Sizzle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pete, Justin, Alex. What was, what was the question? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. that's the beauty of it. There wasn't. Yeah. No was there no question? In that case, James can answer it. Go. <laughs> sure. Well, that, you know, he put a lot, uh, you know, I came onto the team after they'd already produced the uh, uh, scripted audio uh, uh, versions of the podcast, and they were absolutely fantastic. And then we pivoted towards, you know, a visual medium and took a lot of insane production values that we put into the audio and then put that into this amazing uh, visual representation of what, you know, Scott wanted to kind of bring out to the world. Um, it's, it's very different in terms of the quality and the storytelling all coming to life. You know, again, imagine amazing production values. You're listening to this. It's a movie of the mind. And now you have this visual representation of what we're doing with the motion comic on YouTube. Cool. Yeah. So much of this came from James Gavsey, though, the visual look, uh, who dug out, knows that world because he's a, uh, does he look like Captain Marvel? Oh, uh, um, <laughs> Wait, say say the magic word, uh, Billy. <laughs> Shazam? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, oh, uh, oh, oh, oh that Captain Marvel. Oh, I was yeah. like, I, 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 not one hundred percent sure you're going for, but he does not look like Brie Larson. You know, when you, <laughs> when you said Shazam, 
When you said Sazam, something happened to you. You got it right. I saw it. Hey, you you guys, guys, tell me that's not Captain Marvel. The medication you're glowing. You're glowing. The medication right kicked in, and I kind of yeah. yeah. I'm a comic book nerd through and through. Um, yeah. I'm an MMA guy and a comic book nerd, so it's a really wow. cool combination. And uh, yeah, I remember we were talking with Scott. Scott's got a big background in comic books as well, and we're thinking like, what? How do we bring this to life? COVID hits. Productions are non-existent. What can we do? And uh, as a team, we came up with an alternative, which was this yeah. uh, motion comic. Not having was, to see each other. It was the, you touched on this yeah. a little bit, but when you are taking something that the pod, like the podcast, which you have multiple episodes at this point, and then taking a change to the motion comic, what did you have to tweak? What did you have to change? What did you have to take out? Was it multiple instances of people just saying each other's names? Or was it more than that? <laughs> no, it's actually funny because uh, because I knew there was a visual. I kept seeing the visual in my head. And so sometimes I forgot to say things like, oh, that's oh, a gun that's in your hand. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, we'll see the guy. No, 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 no. So, you know, there's there's various. Uh, I'll tell you, the, you didn't ask this question, but I'm going to answer it anyway. The um, <laughs> beauty of doing it this way is that everybody is being that they're in the same place. Like, are you, I don't know who we're recording on here, but we're I imagine we're all on separate tracks. So. We can yeah. change. Yes. For the sake of this, let's say yes. Yeah. Okay. So say you're on separate tracks. We could mix right. each other really easily. Yes. You could talk over each other. We could take out. So that's something that we have now because we're all producing from our, I mean, from our own pads. You know, some people are in our professional voice artists that have great studios. Others are in their closet. Yeah. You know, and literally in their closet. Not, not like, Tom Cruise and South Park in your class, but literally in the class. <laughs> it is a wild time because on any work that I've done for in the world where we have to get sound from someone, um, I was working on a commercial uh, yesterday and we had to literally, we have all of the agency people, the client people, the voiceover talent, and yeah. everyone's in like a weird space. People are like hiding their backgrounds. It's such a uh, different world right now, but still progress is happening to your point. Um, Progress and is it, happening. At, oh, sorry. Uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. So I, I, there's a bunch of different – look, we're reaching out for new styles and new ways to tell stories because there's nothing like being out in the pack first and getting arrows in your back. Um, story of uh, my Wikipedia. Uh, but, you know, there's a bunch of things happening in entertainment. You know, the fact is, is that, you know, did you guys always do the podcast and video? No. Uh, we have done it before, but certainly – uh, we've moved it to this since the pandemic right. started. But this is what's happening, right? So mm -hmm. uh, there, there's this is a forcing function, the pandemic, obviously. Um, I listen to a lot of your podcasts, and they're funny, and I feel like I'm bumming it out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're journalists. We cover real topics. And, you do? Uh, it's hardcore. But I will say, to your point, we've talked about uh, – like we used to do this as a live show and record it live in a theater, a comedy theater here in the city. Oh, really? Uh, for – you know, 13 years or whatever yeah. pandemic hits, we go to video and honestly, it's going to be hard to go back. Um, yeah. yeah just, to your just point for the audience of it, because we really, this level of interaction while we're recording is, is super interesting and different and fun. Uh, you know, it's to your point when you're right. When we were, we were discussing this today with some of the actors and, you know, one of the questions that came up was, well, how is this different than if we were all in studio and we were all together in the same room? And a lot of the actors said, you know, I kind of like this more. 
because there's a lot less pressure. There's a lot less eyeballs on them and they can just be uh, uh, much more natural in their performance as opposed to being like, okay, I better do this at this point and what have you. Uh, you know, Scott, I'm just going to say he directed the episodes. He got some great performances from these actors. And again, the actors love this new format that kind of didn't exist. I guess the point I'm trying to make is despite COVID and everything, we're learning some great stuff that's going to stay with us. Yeah. Even when the yeah. world kind of, I'm using air quotes, goes back to normal. <laughs> Strong. Right. Good use of air quotes. And thank, thank you for you. saying it uh, as well. We got to do a uh, uh, comic book club, the movie. Yes, finally. Oh, okay. Put it on green screen. Uh, I'll have it written by tonight. And, uh, oh, right. Wow. That's Perfect. how we write as well. Uh, um, <laughs> rumor has a message for you. You got great crafty. Yes. yes. <laughs> Very good crafty. It's well, true. also working in the in this method and in this medium it rewards meticulous uh, and uh, time consuming editing. So I guess uh, I imagine you guys are deep. We don't edit uh, a lot, but uh, um, I imagine you guys have to. Um, yes. great deal. You know the whole process with the visual. You know, meaning the motion comics that we're doing for rideshare, and, and you can see them all on the Digital Sky YouTube channel. Feel free to subscribe. Um, these are. Th- it, it's money. like. Yeah, and feel free to send it to Scott. Order me directly. No, no, to uh, Comic Book Nation. They have a oh yeah, that's right. We'll, we'll, Comic book we'll give them a cut. Give them a cut. They have a, they yes, they and after this, now that I see that you read people's names out, you got my two bucks. All right. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. You know what? I'll give you two fifty. Go. So much money. This is crazy. Don't spare one spot. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, no, every, every episode of the, of the, of the motion comic we do for rideshare, the series is, you know, there's after you do the voice recording and then you have to do the, uh, you know, the sound engineering and the editing of the, of the audio track. Then while you're working with the artist to get all of the images and making sure this lines up with your shot list, and then you have to give it to the animator and then you're editing all of this at the same time. It's a monster process, but so worth it at the end. There's only a few of us, really, when it comes down to. We wear a lot of hats. I mean, we're just a little indie film company, guys. Can you uh, yeah. can you talk about I the art style? <laughs> can you talk about the art style a little bit? Like, what went into choosing the right art style for the motion comic? Particularly given if you're both comic book fans or have a comic book background, I have to imagine you're a little discerning about what you're actually going to uh, put on there visually. Okay. Scott sold me. Sorry, go ahead, Scott. No, no, I was going to. I was going to say, James, you take it. All right, sure. So, you know, I had a lot of ideas for, for styles yeah. and, and what What's have that, you. What's that, James? What's that? What are the what ideas? What are those, James? What are Sorry, those? I, I would have taken over. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Welcome, welcome to my world, by the way. Welcome to my kick, world. We can kick so, back a little bit. That's right. So yeah. uh, Scott sold me on this, and he's like, he said, I'm picturing something like Sin City. And I'm mm. like, done. Okay, that's it. Got it. Perfect. Then we you did know, something that, with nothing like it. Yeah, then we did not. So you can see the Sin City type of influence with a little bit of color for emphasis on certain parts of you know the story or when something's about to happen uh, or to act as just an Easter egg that we don't really talk about, but we kind of let our fans know, hey, what do you think it is? Yeah, we leave it open for interpretation. Yeah, here uh, we can, uh, there we can go. actually put it up a little bit. There you go. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> we are testing our abilities <laughs> really i i got a new computer yesterday so i'm really trying to uh, push it as much as possible i'll right. right. see what happens um but yeah I have an important uh, question after you do this yes go ahead no no you do you do your thing 
Oh, no, no. I was just uh, going to ask about, so obviously we're seeing the still frames here. We're seeing uh, the motion graphics. You might have just kind of touched on this a little bit while I was getting up the thing, but uh, how much of it is the artist versus doing it, say, in a in a suite, like an Adobe or something like that? Well, there was two different people. So there was Ian Moss, who was the artist, and he came out with this great artwork based off our specifications and shot list and what have you. Uh, and then there's the animator, uh, Chris Warren. And Chris, you know, brought a lot of magic to this. You know, he all of a sudden had to match up the, you know, what was happening in the scene with the artwork, with what we wanted to have happen in terms of animation. And again, it's a motion comic, so it's not, a, you know, an absolute animated series, but what he did is really bring it alive in very specific ways. And then Scott came in and added, you know, what I call like the Hollywood touch saying we need to transition here. This should have a different angle here. It was a monster collaborative process between a tight knit group to create all of this. So by Hollywood, I mean, I took lunch. I guess I dragged behind their back. And these are what the actors look like, right? Well, this, in this particular case, this is what Eric Martzoff, who's the star looks like. Uh, sorry, sorry to interrupt while your guys are talking. My, what just my happened? son's first tooth just fell out. Uh, so, hey! Oh my gosh, This is what I'm talking show about. Off. Oh man, this there is, is where it's like. What a time. Congratulations. so exciting. I held it on my lap. Oh, that's great. Okay, I got to go back to the show. You're very handsome. I, I, I guess your mom's very beautiful. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> we did it. We did it. Did you not? Sorry about that. Is that what you're saying? No, no, did you get it? no, no. So, what were you saying? Uh, I don't know. We're, what, what were we talking about? <laughs> we were, we're, we're talking about the, the art. Splitting the, the tooth fairy money. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, actually, I think, Scott, you had a question that you were going to ask right before I Except put on the footage. I don't remember what it was. Oh, great. This is great. Oh, a long time ago. Uh, well, so now that you've got this first digital combat fed uh, yeah. or digital uh, motion video, uh, what's next? Are you thinking about expanding to more of those? Is there a third season of the podcast? Uh, where are you headed? Can I back up one thing that James just Absolutely, said? Absolutely, yeah. All right, just like the, the debates. I'd like to ask, I'd like to respond to that. Um, yeah. I yield so, my time. <laughs> oh, oh, you didn't mean I had to. Uh, so, you know, a big part of this is like, I, I've had a, a good relationship in the comic book industry. I was very close to Stanley, and what he would call this would be comic books were panel graphic literature. So in our sense of this is, well, we got rid of the panels. Right, so we're outside the panels telling our story, yet it's still comic book themed and feel. And, and really, to me, it's like I had a couple of friends who saw it the other night, and I think they may have been a little um, uh, on Mother Nature. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. so they, they're watching it. One guy just lost it watching the animation. It's like they're moving, right? And the other one said, I don't get it. I'm like, well, what do you mean? She goes, I, I just don't, I can't follow it. I don't understand it. And then she, I said, well, were their mouths moving? Says, I don't know. I'm like, hey, you've adored. <laughs> I'm like, these are drawings. Their mouths aren't moving. It's a drawing. Uh, it's so make believe. So let's get back to uh, what's next then for the podcast. What What are the next steps at this point? Okay, so real quick, and then I'll let James tell the good part. So our original ten episodes, <laughs> we're going to start to release them. We're going to do um, digital versions of each one of them. Oh, wow. So that awesome. you're going to get a chance to see all of the rest of the episodes. Once we do that, we're going to see, we're going to get a feel what, uh, what works best for the art, for workflow, but most importantly, what did the audience gravitate to? And that might be our next story as part of the DSU. 
Cool. Digital Sky and, Universe. Um, yeah. Jamie, so we were, did you tag that today? Yeah. Well, we're working on the artwork. Yeah. We, it's ours. We own it. We're the DSU. We're, we're the DSU. So, you know, you've got the MCU, you've got the DC, you know, yeah, entertainment yeah, universe. Yeah, we're doing, we're doing, they get it. They we, get it. Do they, do they really? They, I think they get it. Do they really? I've had to explain it to you five times. Exactly. Okay, so, but I'm they're just, smarter. Look at <laughs> that's, New fair. that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Shazam? So, Shazam! <laughs> Jesus. Why would you do that? Now i got to go hit someone. The, uh, uh, boy again. Put your costume on, man. <laughs> so what we so want to do is great. What we want to do is create this amazing connected universe, right? Mm-hmm. And and what we've done is we've weaved Sam. this tapestry. Really, Scott? That's <laughs> <laughs> all. So, um, see, Scott's three hundred miles away, so he's feeling yeah. safe. As, okay, I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a thing I do. So we yeah, we, we never interrupt each other on our podcast. Yeah, <laughs> totally. we all wait our. <laughs> Turn. Turn. Yes. Yeah. Turn. I like the way you guys say your names. You you definitely have a rhythm on that when you first tune in. <laughs> Thanks. We've been doing Thank it for you. literally 15 years. This <laughs> I, think like oh, I, I noticed the happiness in your voice. We've been doing it for, uh, yeah, literally 15 years. I'm not sure. What's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you should have seen us back then. Uh, so so we're only 21, guys. Seriously. So uh, here was the, the question uh, from before. Mm-hmm. I forgot it. So we're, keep going. Well, yeah, we were hearing about the uh, the universe, so we want to kind of finish up on that part. Oh, yeah, you do the universe, and now I remember my question. Okay, great. Um, okay, so uh, we're creating a connected universe. So everything that happened in the Digital Sky like anthology series, which was our, our scripted audio podcast, all of that you know kind of exists in the same world that happened in Rideshare the series. And there's some really cool references back and forth. Some characters from the first season come in and make an appearance in uh, the Rideshare Motion comic. We make reference to other things that happened in the first series. And the really cool thing, the, the whole vision is to keep building on that connected universe. So regardless of what story comes out or regardless of our next steps, it's all going to be connected. Uh, you'll have to go back to one season kind of under to see the, all the full picture about what's going on right now. And it's just to create that really cool interactivity for our fan base uh, that so far seems to really love the, uh, you know, the bigger universe concept. So, yeah, just rewarding people for paying attention. Man, yeah, I love that. And obviously, as comic book fans, we love a shared universe. Uh, yeah. We do have a question here in uh, over on Crowdcast for the two of you from uh, Edward. This, he says, for Scott and James, when coming up with the characters of Keith and Lydia for Rideshare, what made you decide to make them both the way they are as a con man and a femme fatale? Well, Edward is a friend of ours from the show. So, hey, Ed, what's uh, up, man? Uh, he's, he's in England. So he should know. He should know. <laughs> yeah, what you, you told me. Don't even answer this question. Don't no, give yeah. him the time of day. Yeah, go to the message boards over at uh, our episodes. Hey, you're back. <laughs> so uh, so the question is, uh, why, why those two characters? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say in the character of Keith, I never expected him to be as dynamic as this actor came in and was and just really just own it to the point of where it was a better character than I had on the paper. Um, you know, and, and uh, there's something about this actor in general where he's like this very humble, sweet guy, Eric Martsoff. You wouldn't know it. And yet is better looking than everybody and can sing and can do everything known to man. And he's like this little humble, insecure guy. So go figure. He's eight, he ain't little, but you know. Yeah, he played. Uh, he was Booster Gold 
on Smallville for a couple episodes. Oh, oh, oh awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, and, and seriously, a super cool guy. Like, really good guy. Nice. Awesome. You would have said that point. anyway, by the way. <laughs> uh, well, let me hey. ask you this then. Uh, Real quick, Alex, just to be clear, yes. um, now Scott is um, doing Comic Book Club, and James and I are going to go do some other stuff. <laughs> oh, okay. that's, that's great. Now that's are you guys cool. really doing some other stuff? <laughs> yeah, we're doing some other stuff. We're doing is some it? other stuff down here. It's yeah, much cooler. James is a, is a happily married man. I, I really think that is inappropriate. <laughs> We're not in for the commitment. We're not in it for the commitment. Yeah. Uh, James <laughs> out on the bottom. That's why I say. Uh, so as comic book fans, before we yeah. let you guys go, uh, what yeah. was your what was your first comic or original fandom? Like, what was the yeah, thing that got, got you, you into comic book fandom? For I got my answer. Scott, go for it. Uh, my answer is that uh, I love Superman since I was a little kid. So all I did was read everything stupid, and they had the stupidest plots back then. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> it was like right between the, the Golden Age and the Silver Age. And, you know, Superman would get a tiger head, and Jimmy Olsen would be everything. It was a great time. And then uh, later, I found Spider Man, and that's when I found that a character could be that cool, that different, and is, has a part of his personality that stays consistent. Which is right, and, the, and then you had at the same time you had those uh, drawings by the shooters, right? Not mm-hmm. shooters. Who, uh, who am I thinking of? Uh, the Romita. Yeah, Romita. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so that was my inspiration, and then uh, James Gavsey is Captain Marvel. Yeah, there you go. What's when you know it, bring, bring it back around. Yeah, uh, I've loved uh, you know comic books forever. I do a show called Who Would Win, where we debate who would win. You know, based oh, on Sky- Luke nice. Skywalker versus Spider-Man. Yeah, it's insane. My wife's super happy that as a grown man, that's what I do. It's who I am. But um, <laughs> happy wives around this group, I'm sure. You, yes, as you're waving around. Twenty five years. Right? That's, that's that's good. No, my favorite. Oddly enough, you'll never guess my my first superhero who I still have a, a soft spot for is uh, Shazam. Because where I grew up, it's so true. No, no it's true. Where I where I grew up. A little on the nose, honestly. It is. You do what you know. Uh, And uh, I love Shazam. I grew up with a lot of people in Canada who were Middle Eastern who just loved Shazam because they all thought he was this Egyptian superhero. And they said, yeah, you look like Billy Batson and you could be the – and growing up, as you can tell, I'm a guy, but I've got this kid mentality. So, you know, the 7-Eleven scene in Shazam, Mm -hmm. I have played that scene out with my son millions of times. You know, to him groaning and me just acting like a complete yeah, exactly. idiot. I love it. I absolutely love it. That's awesome. Oh, that's fun. Uh, before we let you go, plug where people can check out the rideshare. Oh, did you remember your question? I remember my question. Okay. Okay. So, so are two of you closer than the other two? Like, is it like all three are equal friends? Good question. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, are two of us? <laughs> Honestly, Justin yeah. and Pete did go to see a movie together one time. Yeah, that's, that's right. True. On my birthday, that's true. Yeah, yes. yeah. But we that's sat. We went, and, what, we went and two this. of us are Jedi married. So mm-hmm. yeah, which Justin and Pete again? Is yeah. that true? You guys are Jedi married. That's true. Yes, yeah. we had. We so, I don't, how does it work? To each, to each other. other. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, I'm in. Someone, someone <laughs> married us on a podcast once. I'm in. Can, um, I, can uh, a Jedi uh, Captain Marvel Shazam? 
Yeah. Are you asking for a Jedi foursome? Is that what's... Uh... <laughs> you, guys, we could just we call it a foursome. We could just call it a foursome at this point. just happened? I, well, I'm, you I'm just joined go... the Jedi orgy. I'm calling Sith on this one. I'm going to politely kind of mix <laughs> it out. Of Sith, this, uh, that's yeah. my safe word. Uh, uh, we're, all, word. we're all equally friends. No, that was good. I mean, the five of us, not just the three of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. exactly. I agree. When you get off the uh, phone, though, you're going to go, Was that? Did you really feel that way? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, wow, Scott, I think this is the last comic book club show. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you trying to destroy it? Yeah. Uh, where can people check out Rideshare and Digital Sky and everything else? Where's the best place to uh, track you guys down? Well, you can find us on YouTube by subscribing to the Digital Sky channel. It's a literally Digital Sky. Uh, you can see all of the uh, rideshare episodes there. Binge watch uh, and binge listen to you know episodes one through ten. You can find uh, Digital Sky and Rideshare on Apple Podcasts, wherever else you listen to your podcast by looking up Digital Sky. Awesome. Also, find us on Twitter, Instagram at Digital Sky Pod, and on Facebook. That's amazing. And very important to say that we will, I'm, I'm fighting me the same place, Digital Sky. I'm all Digital Sky. We'll, and especially on the, uh, on the videos, a lot of comments, like our friend Ed, who gives us, uh, and then this firsthand uh, up guy, Peter CBC. No, that's yeah, Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, James, I, thank you so much for coming I, on. Uh, the project's awesome. Excited to check out more of it. Uh, good yeah, luck with everything. Right. Thanks well, so much, guys. guys. Thanks. Got- Oop, I think I just cut it off. <laughs> Oh no! Oh, he's a trigger figure. That's he, the he thing. Was in the he, was the like, he was in the middle of saying something. Like, I'm so sorry, he Scott. He was like, ah. and also the secret life is ah, come oh, should have got man. it. Uh, once again, off. Scott and James from the Rideshare Podcast. You can check that Woo-hoo. out as they mentioned on Digital Sky, and it is a lot of fun. I'll tell you what, we're going to invite our next guest into the stream here. He is the creator of Brick a Bat, Brick a Brack. Excuse me, a mm. Christmas action comic book which is pretty awesome it's on indiegogo right now uh crowdfunding uh and uh it's a lot of fun and we're going to show it off to you and talk about it uh and ladies and gentlemen here's ryan hello hey hello. what's up man uh, f- uh, first of all before we start this is really weird my son's second tooth just fell out and, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that kid's got a problem alex <laughs> it's not as <laughs> tooth pour teeth pouring out of his mouth did he start a child fight club in your... <laughs> yeah up, i think so my daughter doesn't look great either <laughs> <laughs> she keeps what? growing teeth yes uh ryan thank you so much for coming on teeth talk aside uh brick brack you got the second issue what do you like so much about Christmas, Ryan? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know, uh, there's a lot of great Christmas stories, a lot of great characters we associate with the holiday. And it just seems like it was, it's just asking for someone to take all of those ideas and just kind of smash them together. And that was, you know, and, and whether it be the Rudolph Red Nose Reindeer um, or the Rankin Bass universe, really, because it is a universe because those movies are connected. Um, that was a huge inspiration. And then, of course, all the other holiday specials. And just if you can uh, combine that mythology and then change the characters in a, in a way that makes it still unique and fresh, then um, that's what basically the story is. So it's just kind of making a fully realized world um, with all these Christmas pieces we're familiar with already. 
Uh, I don't, I don't want to go back to the teeth talk, but I just have to comment on this. Kevin said, Alex's family is part shark. Uh, the crazy thing, I don't think I had this and I don't think my wife had this. <laughs> Justin loves this. You don't know where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> we so are both my, part shark. Both my daughter and my son had this and I never heard about this before my daughter had this. Uh, both my kids have had uh, shark teeth. Uh, which is an actual thing. And what it is is when you have the baby teeth, but your big teeth grow in, but the baby teeth don't fall out yet. So you have basically like extra teeth behind your teeth, like a shark does, and it takes a while for them to fall out. There you go. So they actually had shark teeth. Yeah, I feel bad. You're interrupting our guest talking about the No, this is all a long way to get back to Herbie wants to be a dentist. Yeah, oh my gosh. Thank you. Uh, no, I, actually, though, uh, we can get back and talk about your book. I just wanted to comment on that. Uh, but the action of this book is really fun. Uh, and one of the things that I really liked about it is the art in the best way seems really reminiscent of Scotty Young. Like there's a lot of sort of the fun development of the characters there. So I was curious, particularly given this is the second issue, uh, what has developed about the art? What has changed as well as your approach to this uh, cool Christmas action story? From the beginning, uh, uh, and changed in what way? Uh, so, you, from the first issue to the second issue, okay. uh, what did you, I guess, learn from doing that first issue to doing the second issue? Um, well, so I'm collaborating with a, an amazing artist um, named Raphael um, Sam, and so uh, we together. I think not only have we learned to collaborate in a better, more effective way. I know um, kind of how to kind of communicate a scene better to him in in a more effective way. I think. But I think also this story, um, this specific issue is more character focused. I think with the last one, it was really just about throwing people into this universe that um, was very strange. And there were uh, fictional characters just walking all about. And, um, you know, there's a lot of reactionary things going on with it. It was really the beginning of the journey. But with issue two, I think... Um, I wanted to take a step um, into figuring out who these characters are, what their goals are, and how they disagree with each other. Um, it is the second issue. It's kind of like an act two. So characters will be at odds with each other. And by the end of it, it's going to be, you know, they're going to be at their worst point. You know, obviously, because we're going to have a third issue, which will conclude the story. But as with most second um, acts, it will be, you know, at the lowest point. So these characters are going to go through a lot of changes. We're adding new characters to this um, story. So we are adding Jack Frost, who is um, really a tragic character um, in the sense that he did a lot of things that um, he regretted in the past, like starting this war on Planet Christmas. And he's trying to redeem himself. Um, and so there's a really complicated character in him. Um, we're adding some more fun characters and it's just all around more focused on the journey of the characters themselves, as opposed to just showing people the world. Uh, um, real quick, back to my kid's teeth again. No, I'm, <laughs> oh my God, I was about to lose it. Uh, he does this every week. Uh, <laughs> I want to say uh, this really looks amazing. Uh, I, I'm really impressed with the art, the storytelling, and the paneling. We look at a lot of comics, and this is really some great stuff, man. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, given that you ha- do have a bunch of different Christmas characters, was there any that either were off limits or you did not want to use at all? Um, let's see. I think, you know, I, I don't know. I think that 
I think the ones that aren't like obviously licensed, I think Rudolph is licensed or at least sort of licensed. I'm not sure. I think there's um, some weird technicalities with Rudolph. I remember hearing, but um, you know, I just wanted to use the really classic ones, Jack Frost, um, the, you know, um, father Christmas. And then we have, you know, the ghost of Christmas past, present and future. We have good King Wenceslas. So characters that are only maybe in one song, but then we're going to develop their, their mythology because i mean all we really know about good king once loss is that he did something kind for someone who is you know at least if we're looking at the song um there's not not really that much there to his character so there's a lot of room to explore Um, i'm trying to think of the other characters the sugar plum fairies um are in it Uh, the nutcrackers you know have always been known as a a a hero and so we Mm -hmm. kind of changed that and now they're the enemy right and so we kind of yeah. flip that and i've never it. trusted them I right i mean <laughs> they look so badass yeah and I, they always have even if they're on the good side or bad side so it's just like why not kind of play with that and um make them bad and so i think it, it was really just kind of taking really classic characters like not we're not gonna have like frosty obviously but like mm-hmm. um just characters that are super classic that everyone really knows that are in all the songs and then flipping them and to fit this universe, really. It is fun because uh, Christmas carols are things that we grow up with that I think uh, it's, they stick in our heads so hard. We, uh, they're like, I know King Wenceslas, I know the same little piece of information. So like to have that much of a hook in everyone's head, I think is such a great way to, yeah. to develop a, a story from. Yeah. Jack uh, Frost is a character who, I mean, he's been portrayed in a lot of things. So like Rankin Bass had their own movie on Jack Frost or, you know, he was in the Santa Claus three or whatever <laughs> he was in the rise of the guardians. But this Jack Frost is a lot different. You know, if you can see visually, he's this golem basically. And so it's just, uh, he's just, you know, it, I just want to kind of change, change him around a little bit. It's really just taking what, you know, really flipping it on its head and then um, hopefully telling a really compelling, fun story with that. Oh, you, one of the, oh, go ahead, Pete. One of the questions we had, uh, Joe asked is, do you have a favorite, like, old-timey uh, Christmas movie that kind of, like, inspired this or kind of started? Yeah. I would say, hard? <laughs> was it Die I was, Hard? Get out of here. I was, someone shit. actually mentions it. So someone said, did you ever see the Rudolph sequel where he had to rescue the baby New Year? Yes, I have. And that is um, Rudolph's shiny New Year, which is completely underrated. It should be a classic. Wow. And I think it's a huge, it's amazing. I think it's great. And um, it has a really good songs. And that's, that was a huge inspiration. And I think that one, and I would say, you know, especially for the journey the character goes through, specifically the Polar Express. And I know that the Polar Express has some really goofy elements to it, but really it's the story, really the, the journey the character goes on, the main character, it's really deep. Like, um, I think that people don't really look at it because I know they can't get, uh, they can't, it's kind of difficult to take it seriously when they're singing about hot chocolate and stuff, but it, it, uh, uh, that character really goes through some deep stuff. And, um, I think that, uh, there's more there to explore. And so this, this definitely is inspired by that, that, uh, our character goes through a similar journey, uh, obviously in a more, um, enhanced way because he does live on a war torn planet Christmas. So it's like the, the stakes are higher than they could possibly ever be. But, it's still that same core story of kind of an innocent child who's doubting things about um, Christmas, kind of having doubts about what this is all about. And then obviously he's going to come to some conclusion at the end as to, you know, should I be on this planet or so it's just, uh, it, it, I, I would say those are the two huge influences. 
That's great. I mean, I watch a lot of the Polar Express because my um, children love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I agree with you. The the bell, the sort of story around it, surrounding the bell is really sweet and really like mm-hmm. it gets you. But there's oh, so no. much crazy nonsense in the middle of that movie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Where, yeah, for sure. And the hot chocolate song is 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 fine. It's more the stuff when they get up to Santa's uh, world, Santa, uh, the North Pole, where I'm like, what? I leave the room and come back. I'm like, what is all of this? Uh, yeah, all like unnecessary conflict and like the the ticket conflict is really dumb, you know. Yeah. And then, like, there's just so many things that you could talk about, but still, the core story is great. Yeah. And I mean, even the book by uh, what's his name, Chris Van Alsberg is uh, amazing. You know, Chris yeah. Van Alsberg is an amazing illustrator and just his world. And, you know, there's so many visual artists too, that I was thinking of, like that inspire my Christmas. I'm sure you guys have uh, maybe a piece of artwork that you look at and you're like, that's what my Christmas is. That's what I think of when I think about Christmas. That's what well, I, I'm Jewish, Ryan, but yeah, <laughs> but oh, so Alex, sorry, we're leaving you out of the conversation. So talk Sam- about Hanukkah a little bit. Could you talk about Hanukkah? <laughs> what, what are your thoughts on that? What, what's going on with Hanukkah in your book? No, These I'm the- kidding. Got you questions that Alex has been preparing, stewing over the whole time. Uh, I did want to ask you, uh, we've had a, a bunch of Kickstarter project people on over the past couple of weeks. Your projects uh, are on an Indiegogo. What draws you to that platform versus Kickstarter? Yes. So um, we failed a bunch with this campaign. We failed about three times or maybe four times. I'm not sure. In the past year, because obviously trying to trying to um, trying to get like word out about a Christmas book in May, it didn't work. Yeah. Um, finally, in September, even in August, it didn't work. In October, it didn't work. Finally, it did work this time. Like we just funded last night uh, successfully. So that's oh, awesome. congrats. congrats. That's yeah. awesome. So thankfully we did. But um, uh, so what I was going to say was that um, it's just been, it's been difficult to do that. But Indiegogo, I've used Kickstarter as well. I did use Kickstarter um, and I've used it. And honestly, it's just wherever I get to success. That's honestly where I land. I don't care. I, you know, it's just, <laughs> if I, if I get the success, that's great. But um, I would say also Indiegogo does have some benefits. So for example, when my campaign ends in a day or so, I will go into in demand, which means that you can continually sell your product even after your campaign ends. So that means that you're still making money on the campaign and reaching, going towards stretch goals while, um, Kickstarter that's, it's over. You know, once, once you, he reached the limit, it's over and three to 30 days is really not enough to get the word out. Like, uh, you know, on, on, on a campaign, it's really difficult, even if you have all the ads and stuff. So it's just nice to have that. Um, and I would say that's, that's pretty much it. Cause Kickstarter is adding new things that are making it similar to Indiegogo and they're trying new things, um, like add on perks and stuff like that. I would also say one more thing for people who are trying to do crowdfunding is that Indiegogo lets you extend. So let's say if you've gotten like, if you're at 30 days and you st- are like halfway there, you can extend. So mm-hmm. I think it's really, it's like training wheels, like for like people who are early crowdfunding um, adopters, like it is kind of like, okay, you get another chance to continue with those funds and move forward. So I think um, it's great that it gives you more tools, but you know, Kickstarter's theory is that you take away the tools and it, it, it it's more um, in like it's, it influences people to want to back it. Um, you know, if you have a, a limited time, it, it, I think and there's statistics to that too. So it doesn't matter where I land. Um, it just, it just happens to be Indiegogo this time. So given that you were successful with break a brack two, uh, mm-hmm. and you've already kind of teased that break a brack three is in the offing, uh, when potentially do you think that will come up? Are you aiming for next Christmas at this point? Yes. Is it a seasonal thing? 
Yeah, it's a seasonal thing. I think this is confirmed that it must be a seasonal thing. Unfortunately, <laughs> I would love to have the, the trade out. And hopefully I will maybe have pages in production and stuff uh, during the year, but it is going to have to be a seasonal thing just because, and then we only have one more book left. You know, it's like, I'm really excited about it. I, I can't wait for everybody to be able to read it. And, but yeah, it's going to be a three issue arc. Awesome. Uh, and if I wanted to pick up the issue, can I go to the Indiegogo page and get it? Or is there a better place mm-hmm. to head? Yeah, that's the, that's the way. So um, yeah, Indiegogo Broken Rock number two, fantasy Christmas story. That is where you can get it. And, you know, there's still some really good perks for the picking and um, uh, you can donate books to the uh, boys and girls club. You can um, get digital. If you're international, I want to give people that option. You can get oh, one awesome. and two physical and in every single physical book gets a bookmark and art prints. So mm. That is awesome. Ryan, congratulations on everything. Congratulations on the book. Merry Christmas in advance. Thank you. (laughs) And happy Uh, new year. Yeah, congrats, man. Congrats on your goal. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. No problem, man. Have a good night, Ryan. Uh, cut him off again! Yeah, come on! Ah, it's a trigger finger. Man, Austin, did you notice how he ignored all the questions about my son's tooth? That was weird. Yeah, that's really uh, weird. That was I'll really tell you what, bad. Alex. I think a that lot of us bad. did. A lot of us didn't pick up on the tooth thread uh, that you were leaving. Though it's yeah. great to really know the inside of your family's mouth. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Anytime. Uh, but you know what? It's, uh, it's not anytime. It is a uh, time, in fact, for. Our- <laughs> this is terrible. I got stuck. I got stuck there. Uh, it's time for my favorite section audience questions because you all make it up. Here we go. And an audience questions. We're going to go to you guys. We got questions. That's my best. That's my favorite. Take it into audience questions moment. There was. I think uh, that tooth is in your brain. It you is. Gotta, it's very hard tooth. when your son goes through a life moment, and you have to be like, "Well, now I got to talk about comics with these guys who well, I talk to like five times a week." He's got thirty-one more times to lose a tooth, and <laughs> since you're fucking sharks or whatever, he's got we got forty more oh, or whatever. My God. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yes, it is your audience questions. There's two ways to ask them. Uh, I see a couple of people are already leaving questions in YouTube. The comment section, drop them there. Also, a thumbs up, a like. We always like those. Uh, Crowdcast, we see a bunch of questions to ask questions as well. Uh, but I see Pete LePage has his hand raised asking a question. Uh, Pete, what's First going hand on? hand up guy. Yeah, I just guy. ask a question because this whole tooth thing has really got people excited. So... <laughs> It's really the most excitement we've felt on the show in years at this point. Justin says he's got two stories. I know I've got two stories. So since you're two two stories, you got tooth stories. Oh, you're going to make fun of how I talk. You no, it's it's a tooth joke. It's like what's hey Pete? What's a dentist's favorite time of the day? Shut up! Shut (laughs) up! (laughs) Quitting time. Cash in the check time because dentists make a lot of money for fucking around in our mouths. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Fine. You want to hear some tooth stories is what you're saying, right? I was wondering if you guys maybe had some, uh, you know, you know, it is. I can tell. I can tell a quick one. Yeah, Yeah. I can tell you a quick one before I get into them. Uh, So those on video, I don't know how well you can see this. Uh, I am the fact. I have like two very teeth. sharp teeth right there. Sharp teeth. My yeah, they're uh, they're like I call them my vampire teeth. My mom hated them 
and took me to the orthodontist and without telling me had the orthodontist start to shave down one of them with a tool. And I was like, what are you doing? Stop. And it hurt. Uh, so we that stopped hurt. doing it and talked to my mom about it because I didn't want it to happen. But to this day, this one is pointy and this one has like a little flat bit at the bottom. There you nice. go. Not a great story, but I figured I could start so off. So you, you just have to drink blood through a glass or whatever. Right? Yeah, like I can bite people, but it doesn't really puncture them. Uh, mm-hmm. So I just got like, to times. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. sort of really get up on that neck. You're a nibbling vampire. <laughs> oh, Pete, uh, you got a story you want to tell, or Justin? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, however, uh, I when I I saw Joe talking about wisdom teeth, he got all four pulled at the same time. I got two pulled, and uh, it was it's a question of if you get the gas or not. And I'm hmm. pro pro gas. It was a lot of fun. I showed up with my Walkman, my old school cassette player. I had Bob Marley, and I was high on gas, and I just remember at the end of it, the lady was kind of sewing me up, and I was like, I'm a big shoe, man. Lace me up. I'm ready to go. And it was uh, I was high for like a full day after that. It was kind of crazy. A day? I don't know if that was the gas, man. I don't think that stuff lasts 24 hours. Um, sort of the opposite um, story I have. Um, I uh, When I was in college, I went to the dentist. And um, I grew up on uh, well water, so there was no um, fluoride or anything. So I have uh, teeth that are vulnerable because um, I don't drink. I'm not a big sugar person. I, I, I just love the sentence, I grew up on well water. Well, I did. I'm a country boy. I don't live in your high society Rochester ways where we yeah. eat garbage. A, I grew up as a Samara from the ring. <laughs> That's basically what I'm saying. I grew up in a well. Uh, when I say on well water, I mean I woke up every morning out of the well, climbed my way out. Eddie's on my head for the wishes the kids made on me. Every wish I made come true. Wow. It's a lot of work. Uh, it is a lot of work. In my town, we eat our garbage out of bags, not on plates. Like you high society Rochester people. Did you have a moment where you were like, this one's mine and I'm taking it back? Yeah. I'm yeah, taking I'm a goonie. back? Okay. I'm a goonie. Um, as I was saying, so I went to the dentist uh, during a college break. He said, you have five cavities. Um, I can't drill them all right now because they're on both sides of your mouth, and I can't um, numb both sides of your mouth with a Novocaine. So you have two options. I can do half now. You can drive back here, which was a long drive. Um, and then do half then, or I can do all of them now with no Novocaine. I was oh. like, I was like, bro, do it. No Novocaine. Oh, no. And he drilled those babies down. Oh, <sighs> awful. It was painful, but, um, I'm tough, but that's why I, two, two stories are terrible. Uh, you know, while we're talking about mouths, why don't we talk about what we're drinking today? Uh, hey! the things that are going into our mouths. Uh, Justin, what you got there? Looks like you I got, got a, a nice little beer going on. I do have a little Brooklyn Bel Air sour, mm-hmm. sour, one of my faves. Excellent, Pete. You have a beer of a sort as well, right? No, no. I uh, I'm drinking uh, uh, beer, a little root beer. No, no. Yeah, I'm drinking out of my A and W mug, okay. but I'm drinking a little rum and coke. Oh, nice. Okay, because I'm from Rochester. Nice. Yes, I'm having a little, a little uh, the, the garbage it. plate of drinks. Uh, having a reverse Manhattan here. Whoa. It's uh, two parts vermouth to one part rye. Dash Ooh, of bitters. Nice. Justin knows what you're talking about. I got you. Yeah, I'm taking yeah. it a little easier. No, it's good. Uh, and I got to get rid of some vermouth because I found out you got to refrigerate vermouth the other day. It goes bad. <laughs> and I again, sour. we talked about this. It doesn't go bad 
that quickly. <laughs> you no, don't need to guzzle for most. Well, but given that, like, we have my wife prefers wine, so she's not really having as much cocktails. I can't finish an entire bottle of vermouth by myself that quickly. You know, so. mail me a little baggie of vermouth. I'll help you finish okay. it. You're uh, on it. A sandwich bag. <laughs> I'd just like to say, Alex, if I was a bartender and you walked in and said, I'll have a reverse Manhattan, I was like, why don't you reverse your way out of here? <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> that's that's a good that's a winner right there from Mr. Pete LePage. Nice. Uh, let's go over to question over on YouTube first. Nelson Martinez says, what are you guys looking forward to most in the final part of Chilling's Adventures of Sabrina? And how much do you all miss Dorcas? Great question. Oh, this has almost- been... So hard. So real quick, remind me, remind me of what Dork, who Dorcas is, or what Dorcas is. Who's it? Uh, mean, just a little uh, She's the Alpha and Omega of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I think we have, uh, as you might remember from our Chilling podcast of Sabrina, which is coming back on the thirty first. We have a whole section called Dorcas Dish, where we talk about everything that's coming up with Dorcas. Very short segment. Almost, <laughs> almost nothing happened in it. Uh, yes, Ben the Border Collie over here says, isn't Dorcas dead? Yes, that is why we were sad. She died at the end of the last part, so she is not coming back. Uh, part of the reason is uh, she's going to be on a new Netflix show called Fate the Winks Saga, which is based on a Nickelodeon show. So she's got on to bigger and better things, I guess. Yeah, and she'll still be called Dorcas there, and she won't take Every part show, in the that's narrative. her actual name, yeah. <laughs> not Abigail Cowan. she smart, change it to Dorcas. Do. Uh, but what are you guys looking forward to? Uh, I, I think we should probably mention that we've already started taping our podcast for Sabrina. I mean, I'm just going to mention it so we can get it yeah. out of the way. Oh, Specifically man. for I one member that. of our trio who likes to accidentally mention spoilers. I don't want to call anybody out, but yeah. it's the other Look member of uh, our show that I'm friends You're with. Welcome. <laughs> oh, good. Um, I'm looking forward to, I mean, we've talked a lot about um, Sabrina's relationships um, and like, oh, it's like, who's she going to end up with? What's it all about? But I, I to, to bring it back to Sabrina, the character, I feel like this whole show so far has been about her being in the middle, not able to decide where she goes. And since this is the end, um, whether they knew that or not when they were making it, I'm excited to see where she will sort of go or land or make some strong choices for herself. And I love this show. It's a great show. Yeah. That's uh, the end thing is the thing that I am really most focused on. I think with this part is wondering, given that it's not clear how much advance notice they had about actually wrapping up the show. Certainly uh, the showrunner, Roberto Aguirre-Sacasa seemed pretty open about like, we were going to go farther with this. Is it going to have an open ending? Is it going to have a cliffhanger? Is it actually going to wrap up in a way that's satisfying with the fans? That's the big thing I'm looking for. Obviously, I'll enjoy the episodes and I'm excited, but I feel I feel nervous about going into them and going through them, knowing there that's that ending in sight, which is unfair to the episodes themselves. But certainly, that's the way that I'm viewing it. I'm uh, hoping they got the chance to go back and finish it, or they knew with enough time to really mm-hmm. end the show, because that's yeah. just upsetting if not. Yeah, Pete. Sorry, Pete. I feel like uh, for me, uh, there's some really great actors on that show. The Antis kill it, um, and Ambrose is a ton of fun. Uh, I'm actually uh, excited to see how this kind of because there are a lot of moving pieces in this episode, uh, in this kind of season, with there being kind of two uh, uh, people. So, like, 
I, I don't want to spoil too much. I just tried to catch myself mid-sentence. But I think that... <laughs> this is uh, why I said this. This oh, is why man. I prefaced that way. I think uh, there's some great character <laughs> stuff that I'm looking forward to. <laughs> Pete, you're like a sieve. Uh, breaking news here for the comments from First Hand Up Guy. Uh, according to him, Dan Slot just confirmed to me on Twitter that he was on the Love Connection in the 80s and made it past the first round. Some breaking that's, news right that's here. That's breaking news? Something that happened in the 80s? That is breaking news. I think that's a good story. Um, And it stops Pete from talking more about what he's not supposed to talk about. So I think it's perfect. (laughs) Uh, Let's get, uh, let's always scoops Towson. Happy to break some news here. (laughs) Uh, Great question here from Ben the Border Collie. Wants to know which CBC host or possibly favorite guest (laughs) is most likely to next lose a tooth. (laughs) <laughs> well let me say to tell another two story both my two front teeth um are not our uh, crowns one of them i was on a ski lift when i was in high school and uh this girl on the other side of the uh, ski lift put the bar up into my mouth and i spit half my tooth out fake the next year almost to the day in winter i was playing snow basketball friend head went into the tooth fake uh broke it uh then i was like i put it right back into place it's like that should be fine not how teeth work um, so, uh, I, it'll probably be me. It'll probably couple, be me. Couple questions. Uh, what's snow basketball versus regular basketball? Are you just outside? Like what's up? You're outside in the snow. Um, it's very dangerous. You dive and tackle each other on a, uh, snowy basketball court. Hard it's, to it's dribble. Very, very stupid. There's no dribbling. There's uh, a lot of running and tackling. So and it's a not really basketball. Damage. So it's football with like a very high goal go ahead and finish that sentence there <laughs> nfl super pro very high goal uh great uh here we go um this is a question from first hand up guy himself in the comic book club movie who plays you three please also cast actors as some of your favorite guests uh, great. Who plays? I feel like we've done this before. Maybe we talked about like yeah. class actors. I think the last time we asked this, I said Joey Slotnick. Mm. I still cool. don't remember who that is. Or one uh, of the Sklar brothers. I get them sometimes. That's nice. Cool. Um, but not both. But, yeah. No, they should sub them out. You're like the kid in uh, Full House, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Yeah. You can't be on set for a whole day. Too much crafty. Ooh, I like uh, the suggestion uh, from Edward in the comments. Uh, yeah. Pete should be performance captured by Andy Circus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Justin, I love Justin Tilda Swidden. I think that's uh, right. I, I, I'm ice cold, just like Tilda. Yeah, you are. Um, the Superstore guy, Ben the Border Collie, is what I was about to say. There's an actor who's in Superstore. He's also in Mad Men for a couple seasons. Who does look like me? Uh, or we? I look like him. We look like each other. Chris uh, Grace. Hey, wait, wait. The the main guy. Uh, in what? In Superstore? In Superstore? Yeah, I, yeah, one of the guys. I don't know. I don't watch the show. Oh, Michael McKean. I, I know yeah. who it is. And you don't, you ain't that young, bro. I'm not saying I'm the same age as him. No, but all right. I, people tell me all the time I look like him. Well, I'm not making it up. There's not a yeah. flex. Uh, yeah, for, for Pete, is there like some sort of famous bear or something like that? Some sort of famous performing bear? I guess uh, Yogi Bear would be good. Yeah, Yogi Bear Sh- would be good. Shave his eyes. Good. Shave his yeah. eyes out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Pete, Pete, you are always stealing my picnic, picnic basket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the other person I've gotten recently is on um, the dentist, or sorry, the veterinarian on Schitt's Creek that um, Alexis dates. 
Yeah. I feel like last time we talked about this, we said Burt Reynolds, and that's why you grew a beard, right, Justin? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just trying to, uh, I know Burt's uh, not alive anymore, but I'm trying to replace him. Wow. Very nice. Uh, Kevin asks, what are some of the most memorable holiday comics you've read? Oh, I always talk about this uh, Punisher Christmas one. Uh, that was really great where Punisher went on a real spree and uh, it was really touching. Hmm. There's a, this is maybe not the most memorable, but wasn't it the uh, Batman Noel, the one that uh, Lee Bermeo oh, yeah. did, right? Yep. It was like set at Christmas time. That was just gorgeous art throughout. So good story. Um, I think every year the DC holiday special always has like a couple good stories in it. I'm trying to think of, one in particular, and none jump to mind. Let me answer the reverse question. Anytime that Santa is involved in a superhero story, I feel like for some reason that really crosses the strings for me. It's just really? like these guys, because there, there, there's some X-Men stories where it's like Santa's a mutant. And it's like, I don't know if that, that muddies the waters <laughs> a little bit here. Um, so. Why Why has he never come out to save the world? Why was he not in the extinction agenda? Exactly. That's what I want to know. <laughs> And Strife pulls all off his helmet to reveal that he's Santa Claus himself. <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah, there you go. There's some stories, I guess. Um, another question from firsthand up guy. Since representation of Jews and Jewish culture, in particular bad in December, were your favorite Jewish comic book characters, Spider-Man and Superman, both count as Jewish. Uh, sure. That's fair. I mean, there's, I was actually talking to somebody, uh, Brett White, one of our previous guests who I worked with, uh, about this the other day. And he was wondering whether Moon Knight will be Jewish on the TV show. And I feel Mm. because he's one of the few Jewish characters, I feel very doubtful about it because if it is Oscar Isaac, they're probably going to go more of like an Egyptian route or something I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, Batwoman, Kate Kane, is also Jewish, but I interviewed for work Carolyn Dre as the showrunner a couple of times, and I remember very distinctly having a conversation with her. I was like, so when are you going to finally do a Hanukkah special? And she paused and she's like, what would a Hanukkah special be like to you? I was like, well, I don't know. I'm not the showrunner. <laughs> but clearly it's something that she was not particularly interested in. They doubled down uh, very specifically on the LGBTQ plus coming out story for Batwoman there. Um, but, yeah, there's not like, other than that, Kitty Pride, Sabra, I guess. There's not really a Ben Grimm. Sabra's also a little like, it's like. Ben Grimm, yeah. Yeah, not, it's like, <laughs> calm down. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, in terms Grimm. of like. Ben Grimm are the best. Yeah. The best Hanukkah stories are always Ben Grimm, I feel like. Yeah, there was actually this guy who was back almost on the Love Connection in the 80s who wrote a really good Ben Grimm story. <laughs> no, the, the Bar Mitzvah story that uh, Dad was yeah. talking about forever that he finally wrote when he did the Thing series. Uh, it was real good, and it was sweet, yeah. and I liked it, and he hit it the right way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ooh, he, uh, first Dead Up guy also says Magneto. We talk about Greg Pox. Uh, what was it? Magneto Testament? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah, it was very, very good. Uh, I so mean, not a lighthearted holiday romp, but, but uh, man, really, really yeah. uh, well drawn and well written. It's powerful and beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I'll also say I haven't done it in a while and I really should go back and read it, but not necessarily for Hanukkah or anything like that. But I used to read Mouse once a year just because that's a phenomenal story. And I like to kind of remind myself of it. Um, yeah. Not a superhero story, obviously, but certainly a Jewish story worth checking out. 
Um, let's see. Let's go over to uh, Guama Herstenall says, what software do you use to design comic books? Ooh, I bet that was a question for Scott. Uh, James, sorry, Guaba. Uh, Do you guys have any software (laughs) to design comics? You've done digital comics. What did you use for digital comics? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think uh, this is deep in my brain and maybe not real, but uh, there's a uh, an app uh, for iOS called Procreate that I think a lot of comic book people maybe use mm-hmm. uh, on an iPad with the Procreate is what it's called. I believe that's what it's called. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I just call uh, use one called. Uh, never mind. I couldn't think of it. You could say fucking. <laughs> yeah. Bo- yep. Boning. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, ooh, okay, this is apropos. Yes, Stray Bullet, thank you for backing me up. Mitch Gerard is always talking about Procreate. That's a the artists use that uh, a great deal. Not flex, <laughs> not flex. Ah. <laughs> wow. Alex been Wait, waiting to drop get that. Waiting also. I Bro, love you, it. That, that's too close, man. That's too close. <laughs> I know. I. Please send that to me. Can I replace my Netflix opening <laughs> audio tag with that? Yeah. Ooh, time to watch another episode of The Queen's Gambit. Netflix. <laughs> I like the idea that that implies that every time you open Netflix, they go, Netflix. the <laughs> <laughs> uh, mood up. Uh, we've got a question here from Josh. This is apropos of a discussion over in the food and drink portion of our Patreon Slack today. What's your Ooh. favorite tequila mezcal cocktail? Mm. Mm. Justin, you got uh, one locked and loaded, right? I already dropped one. Um, I drink a lot of mezcal uh, <laughs> lately. Um, and uh, mezcal, um, sweet vermouth, and a little bit of Aperol, mm. uh, lime, bitters. Very good. See, what I do is I take tequila and I put it in a shot glass and then I just drink it mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, Kurt Russell. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll always go for a good classic margarita. I'm a sucker anytime there's a margarita on the menu, uh, particularly if you make it with fresh ingredients. It's very nice. But uh, the other day, <laughs> I had God. a Rosita, uh, which I'm forgetting mm-hmm. the exact ingredients, but I was looking for stuff. Because I have this uh, nice Resposado tequila that I really like. Um, and it's that. It's a little bit of grenadine. I think it's a little bit of dry vermouth and a couple of other things. And then I think you put a little nutmeg. And then you put like a cinnamon <laughs> stick and then a candy bar. And you I throw think out you, the tequila. <laughs> get rid of that nasty old tequila. And you get yourself a milkshake. <laughs> uh, what the Good fuck stuff. are you guys talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Drink. She's Alex back out of the. Appetite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question here on YouTube for Matthew Schofield. Breaking casting news about Spider-Man 3 seems to strongly suggest they're doing a live-action Spider-Verse story. Thoughts, guys? So lots of news coming out today. The one confirmed... Yeah. Well, First off, was... what's up, Matt? Thanks for uh, the question. <laughs> oh, sorry, Pete. Uh, a couple of things were confirmed. We've known for a while that Jamie Foxx from Amazing Spider-Man 2, everybody's favorite Spider-Man movie, was going to be turning up in Spider-Man 3. Uh, there's been a lot of rumors about other things. The second thing that was confirmed today was that Alfred Molina is returning as Doc Ock 
from Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 2. He's going to be in uh, this next Spider-Man. And there's a lot of other rumors like Tobey Maguire might be there, Andrew Garfield, Kirsten Dunst, um, maybe uh, Emma Stone, um, possibly some other people. I don't know the status of Paul Giamatti as the Rhino necessarily, but nobody uh, knows the status of Paul Giamatti. I think he's only doing His Toyota commercials. Yeah. But regardless of what they're doing, I mean, we certainly talked about the Jamie Foxx thing. I think we talked about that on the Week in Geek podcast a little bit. Uh, but what do you think about all this news? Uh, are they full-fledged going for live-action Spider-Verse? What do you think about the casting? Uh, what do you think is going on here? Here's the thing. Live-action Spider-Verse, if they're going to... Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Dustin knows. I have the thing. He was, just got back from LA, so he. Knows. All other answers are disregardable. Uh, no, I'm just saying. I think trying to emulate uh, into the Spider Verse is a risk, and it's if they want to sort of tell a different story with the sort of multiverse or get into maybe a Madam Web thing. I don't know, but like that movie is is so good. It's like a perfect movie to try to emulate that. With, in live action, like the, is very difficult because the whole point of that movie was the style, the way they they were able to create this uh, vision in a way that was like unfilmable in in live action. So it's a, a hard task, I think. I mean, uh, but if oh, they're doing a, like a, a Doctor Strange in the crazy multiverse kind of thing, where maybe you can just pop in and out, have some fun with it, because Spider Man is a fun. Uh, character, uh, you you it could, you know, not trying to be this perfect thing as you call it, Justin. Just kind of have a little fun with the multiverse and not try to be another movie. I think there's nothing wrong with that. People love seeing people uh, that they think did a great job with certain characters, and it'd be cool to see them. I I suspect they are doing a live action Spider Verse. I mean, that certainly seems to be where all of the rumors are pointing. I agree with you, Justin. I'm not totally on board with it, though. I did enjoy the first two Tom Holland movies. What I would so much prefer is just put them there as those parts, just like they did uh, with J.K. Yeah. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, just have them be there. J.B. Fox yeah. is Electro. Alfred Bellito is Doc Ock. There doesn't need to be like, they're from a previous u- other universe or anything like that. 100%. It's fine. We can go with it, and it's much more fun that way. But they're probably doing the former thing, not the latter. Oof. Give Oof. them some credit. I mean, whatever. I'll watch it. So it's all good. Uh, question from Pete's Punisher Slippers. With superheroes Woo! and Star Wars being so mainstream these days, why the hell can't I get away with wearing a cape? If you could be caped, <laughs> would you? Great question. If you could wear well, a cape, would you wear a cape? If you've seen Incredibles, you know you shouldn't wear a cape. I mean, it's dangerous mm-hmm. to wear a cape. It's not really. But wear your flag, man. Do what you want to do. If you want to wear a cape, Bless you. Knock it out. Go crazy. Uh, I just be careful around fans and propellers and stuff like that. There are many different kinds of capes. Like, cause I agree. They, an extended neck cape is not like a, ideal. like a Lando situation, but I want, yeah, about? like a cape that comes around here and sort of, there's a little, maybe like a little a bib. You're a talking little about a bib? Not a bib. Yeah, like a, a lobster bib. Or are you just saying you'd like to eat some lobster? That's called a front cape, and it's great oh, okay. for um, cleaning food off of your face. <laughs> front cape. Is that what you tell your kids? Yes. Uh, my child, because I sit in the high chair and just make a big mess, and my children are sipping on wine and watching me like I'm an idiot. 
Uh, I would say probably you also don't want to wear your underwear on the outside of your pants necessarily uh, in real life. Okay. Boo. Do whatever Never you want. Been a Pizza. Problem. Do whatever you want. Do whatever right. you want. Pete's <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, Pete's right, I guess. Uh, <laughs> question here from Hollywood Homer. How do I cook a steak? Justin, any tips there? Um, here's the way I've been doing it now that we're inside um, for the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure our official chef uh, will wait. Yes, Trey Bullen is my uh, answer. That's who I want to take this. Uh, <laughs> cast iron, like two minutes on the stovetop on each side. Um, oven at like uh, 350, 400. Put it in there for like 10. Pull it out. Let it rest. Go to town. It's perfect. Now, see, that is town. what I've heard. <laughs> Go to heard town. Come back. Eat the steak. Yeah, exactly. It's great, but grilling is fun. Grilling of course grilling is fun. Fo- like, I'm going to do it on the fucking grill because the steak on the grill smells and tastes amazing. Of course. Um, but I'm just saying, like, we don't all have access to grills, especially now not in uh, the warm weather. Um, and if I was even if I was grilling it, I might also still finish in the oven with it for a couple minutes just to uh, just to get it done. I always like to just slice it right off the cow and directly into my mouth. Mm. Nice wow. and fresh. Wow. Um, you, that's for, fucked up. Straight bullet. Please tell us how you do it. Please set us straight. Uh, question here from YouTube. Bandito740 says, I remember seeing Alex's predictive text epitaph show up on my Facebook feed from people who have never seen a comic in their life. What's the most viral internet content you guys have ever been a part of? I'll say my part. Uh, that's probably it for me, which I did two New Year's ago at this point on Twitter uh, and still shows up in my feed all the time. And it's very weird. Um, very nice that people took to it so much, but, uh, people still retweet it and play it all the time. Uh, what about you guys? What was your most viral moment? Sorry, I'm reading about the steak over in the (laughs) (laughs) He's reading a cookbook. Wow. It's so good. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, hold on, just real quick, uh, because first stand up guy uh, rightly says, read it out loud. Straight Bullet says, oh, who is a professional chef? Again, official yeah. CBC chef. Uh, yeah. All right, cast iron blazing hot, sea salt, very little fat in the pan, sear hard on both sides for a, like a minute, let it rest, clean the pan, get it hot again, repeat two more times, let it rest for at least five minutes, perfect mid rare. Oh, interesting. interesting. Hmm. I, I never, never heard about that. Yeah, I've never heard of that before. I always went with, uh, I always, honestly, to get back to it, other than the cow joke, uh, I always go with the Alton Brown method, which I read his book and I liked it, where it's, uh, you salt and pepper it, let it sit for like five to ten minutes so it really soaks in, five minutes on each side and you're done. But I'll try Brett's thing because, you know, it really depends how good your steak is. Wait, Adriel Borland says, my son just lost a tooth too. He wanted another fun, apparently. Congrats. Adriel, wow. that's awesome. Everybody's teeth are Everybody falling out of the show. The wow. Now I got to go rip one of my kids. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. tied to a door. <laughs> Fashionable tooth loss. Yeah. Uh, it's so hot right now. Yeah. I, I don't want to promise this, but if you are listening to this podcast right now, your teeth are about to all fall out. Oh, man. <laughs> Wait, Alex, what were you saying before uh, we got derailed? What was your most viral uh, moment viral. on the internet? Oh, right, yeah. I don't remember. Do you guys remember me doing anything like I? I don't know. <laughs> no. I'm not on you, the internet. Every so. once in a while, you tweet John Bernthal. Great job on Punisher, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, except it's to Thomas Jane, unfortunately. <laughs> oh man, accidentally. Uh, I did. 
get into it a little bit with uh, Gabriel Rodriguez a couple of times, but that's about as viral as I get. Like I get like 14 likes. I'm like, I'm viral. Uh, I shot a segment for Di Samero with Bernie Sanders that was uh, that sort of went around that there were gifts made and it still pops up every now and again. I guess that's probably my biggest thing. Yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah, I definitely remember that. Uh, this is from Edward Doherty. If the comic book club gang were to ride a three-person tandem bike, who would be in the front, middle, and back? With the order... <laughs> Edward. Would the order also apply to a human centipede-type situation? Uh, the answer is yes. And nope. if I may quickly take this, it'd be Alex in the front, me in the middle, yep. and Pete in the back. <laughs> That's 100% accurate. It's 100% accurate. There's no yeah. other way. No honest person would ever I'm say anything else. I'm not going to try with you fucking assholes. <laughs> You'll do it. You'll do it. Yeah. We got to do it for a podcast. Go viral on the internet. You got to do it, Pete. Uh, Jay Citizen says, if you had to do a Hallmark-style Christmas movie with two superheroes, who is the girl, who is the guy, and which fictional town does she go to and fall in love with him? Ooh, interesting. Well, they got to be from different worlds. Yeah. I mean, I, I sort would, of feel like, oh, go ahead, Pete. I would love to do an Apollo Midnighter uh, kind of rom There you go. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know where I would set them. Maybe Alaska for fun. I don't know. <laughs> Alaska. <laughs> That's nice. Oh, great. Uh, yeah, that would be fun. Uh, I was going to say, I couldn't think of who the girl is, but Booster Gold, I think, would be a fun male lead for a Hallmark-style movie. He'd also That's probably funny. be super into it. And somebody for the present, and he has to go home with her on Christmas, and he doesn't know anything about the present. It could be called Christmas Present. There oh, you know. interesting. And he also is Jewish, so he doesn't know anything about Christmas. Is he Jewish? Booster Gold? I'm just saying you could make that just like you and your idea. You know? Oh, okay. You could, uh, you could, you could inject your idea. <laughs> you, like, you like Jews, right? Alex, <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! Let me. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to connect with Alex about the holidays. Hey, uh, menorah, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Jewish, other Jewish stuff, uh, latkes or whatever. I don't know. Uh, dreidel, you like those, dreidel, dreidel, uh, fucking potato, potato pancakes. I, I made you. Know. I made you out of clay. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what about um, Doug and Warlock? Doug Ramsey and Warlock mm-hmm. together finally and just become one the way we've always wanted them to at the holidays. Ooh, you can call it self-friend the halls. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, let's see if we got anything else here. Uh, this is from Joe. What is everyone's favorite retcon in fiction? Oh, that's a tough fiction? Oh, jeez. Yeah, My mind just shut down with all the possibilities. And, well, in a Midsummer Night's Dream, when Shakespeare, I don't know. Uh, there wasn't a lot of retconning going on in, in Shakespeare's um, works. Um, just stealing. Wow. Um, retcon and fiction. That's a tough one. That's a stumper. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. Uh, it's too wide of a... It's like... <laughs> Um, here's this is a very stupid answer, but let me say I okay. think this there's a movie called Dracula 2000. I want to say, and mm-hmm. in it they um, they put the idea out there that Dracula was Judas, and he was cursed uh, because of what he did to Jesus to become a vampire. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh. <laughs> I got uh, real excited because I thought you were talking about Transylvania 6-5000 and then you weren't so 
I mean, I'll throw out there uh, Darth Vader saying that he's Luke's father. That's a retcon, right? Because George Lucas didn't plan that originally. So he went back and made sure it worked and then added it in. So there you go. That's fair. You could say the whole Rise of Skywalker was a retcon as they (laughs) made it up as they went along to shoot it. Yeah, well, maybe like just the second part of the word, but not the ret part. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh shots fired. Hey. Pew, there pew, you go. pew. Shots fired. Uh, all right. I'll tell you what. I think that is it for your audience questions. We're going to go on to our next section, which is trivia. And for that, oh, we're going to push it over. We're going to push it over. You know what, Alex, if you wouldn't mind, just take us out of the feed and let this all be, let the yeah. star of trivia shine. Oh, well, here thank we go. You, thank you. Uh, I'll just, uh, we got a new filter here on Crowdcast that shines a light onto uh, one of the feed. Uh, But here we go. It's time for trivia. Take it away, Pete. (laughs) All right. Yeah. So this is the part we give back to you. Thank you, Salvin. This is the part we get. Turn down the music a little bit so I can talk. This is the part we give back to you, the Sorry. lovely audience. Sorry, it's Pete. This is your this is your time to shine. So we're just yeah. uh, you can't ask. We're just questions. stepping away, Pete. We're stepping away for a minute. It, this is an opportunity to win twenty five free dollars in the form of a gift card to Midtown Comics Online. Who would like an opportunity to win twenty five free dollars? Uh, I'll tell you in oh. the comments. Uh, first hand up. Well, I'll tell you, uh, sorry to to break this bit that we're doing. Uh, Over on YouTube, Corey Chikcher says hand up. Do you want to go to another YouTuber? Yeah, let's do it. All right, there we go. Uh, Just to explain how this could work over on YouTube. Oh, wait, wait. Nat wants me to say Jesus is a retcon. Mm, There we go. Uh, Corey, uh, Pete's going to ask you some questions. You are going to answer them. Just drop the letter in the comments, Corey, uh, and you will get a chance to win a $25 gift card. Pete, you ready? And since yes. we're not a part of this, Pete, in the time where in between the, um, because of the delay, you have to just vamp a little bit to fill the time. Okay, okay great. great. No problem. <laughs> we're, uh, again, yeah, there's going to be a little bit of a delay. Uh, but here we go. Yes. Uh, yeah, we're not in it. Uh, so here we go. Take it away, Pete. Great. Uh, Today's trivia is on topical comic news. Okay, question number one, and please listen to all three answers before you answer. Um, Who is returning to Marvel to help celebrate the 30th anniversary of Deadpool? Is it A, Rob Liefeld, B, a radioactive Sharpay, or is it C, James Earl Jones? So it's either A, which is the only one that is possible and makes sense, or you could pick B or C and be completely wrong. This is Pete's so, time to shine, everybody. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what sucks <laughs> is I need Alex to look on YouTube. And, no, uh, I'm looking. Uh, no, wait. I'm oh, here. No, you just no, can't this see. This is all you, Pete. You just have to feel YouTube. Yeah. Okay. Search all your right. feelings, Pete. Uh, oh, thanks. Yeah. Corey hasn't answered yet, though. Pete, oh, I okay. am your father. Well, that would be awful. Good retcon. Oh, Corey says A. (laughs) Okay, great. You are correct, Corey. Good job, Corey. Okay, Okay. I'm 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 out. Okay, great. So question number two. DC announced there would be a new ongoing series that starts in March. Who will be the star? Is it A Hal Jordan? B Harley Quinn, or is it C Holly Berry? So it's either A don't pick it or it's b harley quinn because she's crazy popular right now or it's c which you know i would i would love but you know holly berry is unfortunately not the answer alex when we come back up 
um, yeah. take all your have all your clothes off, be completely oh, naked. Absolutely, they have been off the entire time. Okay, great, wow. great, great, great. This Wait, is gonna be so really. You, just, you CG your clothes on the screen. That's yeah, it's like a zoom setting, like it's a clothes. zoom. Yeah, it's a zoom background setting. Okay, did like, the answer paper, be yet? Paper dolls. Uh, no, Corey has not put an answer in the comments yet. Oh, Corey says B. Okay, great, great. Hey, hey. last yeah, thanks, one. So celebrate, Pete. Could you please celebrate that answer a little bit? Yeah, nice job. Oh, okay, thanks. here we You're go. You're doing a great job on your own, by the way, Pete. This is really good. We're not part of this. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Question number three. DC also announced a new creative team under Wonder Woman starting in March. Who will be one of the co-writers? Is it A, Greg Pak, B, Becky Cloonan, or is it C, Paula Abdul? So it's going to be A... Greg Pop, we we love you, but you're not the answer to this. Or is it going to be B, Becky Cloonan, which is correct and makes a lot of sense? Shout out to Paul Abdul. MC Scat Cat. MC Chris, what? MC Scat Cat, her uh, famous uh, dance partner. Yeah. All oh, right. Of course. Yeah. Paul Abdul. Yeah. Opposites attract. I mean, that was a great another video. famous uh, star. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> Because Pete, you have, in this time, you can also talk about other stars that you. Because you always, obviously, hang out in all the best parties as the star of trivia. Sure, sure. I get to see uh, go underneath. Oh, the, B is B the answer. B is the answer. Yeah. Yes. Right. Guys, all you right. got to come back because people say they tune in to see your faces and you're, they're oh, heartbroken okay. right all now. Right. <laughs> ah, Dude. not this. Oh man, sheer. I got my camera all foggy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Some dirty fingers, Alex. Just have some hot hands. Uh, so like it's hot hands. Kevin was correct. It is robots, and he called it early. Nice. I mean, he probably has a list of movies that you haven't said yet, and you're almost out. Oh, I'm getting dangerously close. Yes. Uh, folks, if you're not watching live, I've uh, become directed by J.J. Abrams, which is pretty exciting. Uh, wait, rats, wait. Yeah, I love the lens flare, but please tell. Uh, Corey, how to uh, get... Oh, to sure. Uh, Corey, congratulations. You won a $25 gift card at Midtown Comics. Shoot us an email at comicbookclublive at gmail.com, and we will get that off to you so you can enjoy comics at the safety of your own home. Uh, and Pete, it is going to take a little bit, so don't get uh, too bummed if it doesn't come right away. It takes a little bit to go. Yeah, they enter it manually, so it takes a little while. I'm really trying to get... Oh, there we go. Now it's gone. Um, what was the secret movie, Pete? Did you already say? Robots, yeah, he said it. Alex, come Robots. on. Robots, I'm sorry. I was very distracted by my lens flare. Uh, yep. Folks, as we all know, tomorrow is New Comic Book Day, unless you're DC Comics, in which case today was New Comic Book Day. What are you guys looking forward to, Pete? I'm looking forward to Lock and Key, Sandman, Hell and Gone, number zero, and uh, Usagi, Yojimbo, number 15. Uh, just a little note on the Lock and Key thing. It's actually a helpful primer for folks, it's not necessarily new material. Uh, it's Lock and Key, Unlock the Moon. Is that the name of the story? Uh, the one that was kind of yes. the Little Nemo-inspired one. Um, right. And also the first issue of Sandman. So it's a great way of getting prepped for this new big crossover that they're going to be kicking off. Uh, Justin, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to this new comic called Homesick Pilots, um, number one, which... Uh, a lot of I've seen a lot of promo on this book, and it's um, the art looks fantastic, and it sort of has uh, I think it's like fun, irreverent, and uh, pretty horrifying. I think. 
Yeah, there we go. I'm looking forward to the comic book history of animation. Number one is coming out from IDW yes. tomorrow. Fred Van Lenty, Ryan Dovelevy doing the thing that they do so well uh, this time about the history of animation. That's great. It's always a pleasure to read their stuff because it's informative, it's interesting, and it's also funny at the same time. And we're going to have reviews for many of those things in our Stack Podcast, wow. which Wednesday at 9 a.m., both at the Comic so Book Club cool. feed so and in its own Stack feed. Uh, and folks, I think think that's it for the show so uh, before we go a couple of people we want to thank we want to thank scott zakarian and james gavsey for the rideshare podcast we can shoot and check out on digital sky right now also digital ryan hat with break a brack number two a fantasy christmas story on indiegogo right now next week we're gonna have two of pete's favorite people are gonna be here on the show art baltazar and franco yeah your old buddies your comic-con buddies I love, Pete, how you're constantly surprised by this. Like, it's not on a Google Doc that we all share. Again, Pete gets all his news from Comic Book Club, especially about Comic Book Club. Yes. Anyway, they're going to be on the show next week uh, to talk about Archimaniacs, their new book uh, from DC Comics. So that should be a lot of fun. A couple of things to plug. Umbrella Academy, our Umbrella Academy podcast, is once again coming out sporadically, but we promise it will be coming out as we make our way through season two. Also, as plugged before, Chilling Podcast of Sabrina, our Chilling Adventures of Sabrina podcast. It's coming back at the end of the month, so never subscribe to that. Also, highly recommend subscribing to Riverdale After Dark, a Riverdale podcast, as stuff is coming out about Riverdale, and we're going to put out podcasts about that. Patreon.com slash comic book club, iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe and listen to the show at Comic Book Live on Twitter, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, we're Comic Book Club. See you next week. Good night, guys. Finish your promo with it actively right now. One more. There it is. Roll of threes. Got to do it.